What up, what up? Welcome to the Cast of Color, a show where diverse creatives discuss all things film, TV, and entertainment. My name is John Carter. I am joined by the boys, Joe and Gerardo. What's happening, fellas? Yo. Hey, hey, type. Wifey. So this episode, we have <laughs> quite a few entertainment updates this week. It's I, I say it's been a busy week, but this week we got some we got a few things. So entertainment updates with Joe, diversity report with your boy. And our movie review this week is Nomadland, the 2020 film. So we're hyped. Chloe Zhao. Chloe Zhao, the director. And it's a Hulu Hulu movie. That's where you can find this film. So, yeah, man. Free free type. For free type. For the free type. For the free type. Yeah. (laughs) Hulu, wow. So without any further ado, Joe, what's happening in the entertainment neck of the woods? Okay, so I'll just bring this up briefly. Wait, wait, wait. Did you just do the that weatherman thing? <laughs> what's the weatherman's name? Al, is it? What's going on in your neck? How's the weatherman? <laughs> you just did I did. I did. Yeah. Damn it, John. I'm sorry. <laughs> do it again, you son of a bitch. Nice. Nice. Well, since we are talking about Nomadland, I do want to just briefly bring up the BAFTAs. BAFTAs are essentially. Uh, it's like the British Film Awards. It's essentially the UK's uh, the UK's Oscars, pretty Time. much. Yeah. So since we're talking Nomadland, Chloe Zhao pretty much wrapped it up over there. She won pretty much all the like she won like four awards. One of them I know for Best Director. So yeah, she she's a Girl. she's a winner. Nomadland this year is pretty much wrapping up everything. So like every the award movie. show, yeah. yeah it, solid movie, and we'll talk mm-hmm. about it in a little bit. Stand over there. <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch. Uh... Well, my my roommate saw Minari. He said he enjoyed it, but he yeah. thought No Man Land was better. Oh yeah, and um, I want to watch yeah, Minari then, soon. Yeah, I want to watch Sound of Metal because that one looks very interesting. That one's on Prime. It's yeah. that one's a good yeah. one too. Yeah, I've watched but, about half of Sound of Metal. It's cool so far. Good story about addiction. Mm. Yeah, it's nice. actually a good one. It's very nuanced. I'd say about addiction. Yeah, it's not like fucking I don't know some like Beautiful Boy. What's Cherry? Kind of, Cherry? No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> No, it's a different way to, that they go about telling the story of addiction for Sound of Metal, but we can talk about that in a separate pod. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, we'll do a Sound of Metal review once I get around to watching it. Yeah. <laughs> that, one's on, that one's on Prime, though, if you want to check her out, Gerardo. Yeah, for any, anyone else like that's a musician, so I guess I, I kind of have to watch that one. It, it's less about music than, well, I mean, music is kind of at the heart of it, but like, let, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel you, though. All I, I know, you. okay, 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 okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so Chloe Zhao, high for her. I nice. bet she's gonna she's gonna wrap it up at the Oscars as well. Hell yeah! Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it did win best, best picture, but I mean, we'll see. We'll see. It's an interesting Oscars year. So, anyway, next it piece is. of news. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, Lucy Liu joined the cast of Shazam: Fury of the Gods as Calypso. Oh, she is, she is joining uh, Helen Mirren. And this is like older news, but Helen Mirren was also cast in this movie as Hespera, and they'll be playing uh, sisters in this film, and they're also the film's villains. Ooh. So, I mean, yeah. So, what no. do you guys think? I love Lucy Liu. I mean, she looks good. We know Lucy Liu, yeah, to, to do, she does action. We know she does action. Hell yeah. She, <laughs> oh, she's yeah. Charlie's Angels. Come on now. She's one of the standouts in Kill Bill for me. Yes. For both those movies. Yes. She's my Absolutely. favorite. Tear that favorite bitch one. apart. Yeah. Oh my gosh. She, she's the coolest one out of the, the, the girls in, in that movie. The, yeah. Yeah. She yeah. kills Kill it in Bill. Kill Bill. 
Yes, I'm, Seems so I'm well very excited for that. I, I, I love watching her. She's uh, very charismatic. Mm-hmm. She's cool. I feel like I haven't seen her in a, in a long time either. I feel like she's been out of the, the spotlight for a very long time. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. in this one low-key show. It's a, it's a housewife's type of TV show. It looks like a kind of a... Looks like a single cam type of comedy. I don't know what the fuck the name of oh. it is. Well, there's her steady steady paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> and I yeah. bet she still makes all the residuals and everything off of yeah, off of Charlie's of Angels and Kill Bill and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that very she's, name she's Lucy like, Lou's just so yeah iconic, and everyone knows and it. Man, yeah, Kill Bill, man, like that. She, she's just such a good. She's one of Tarantino's best written villains <laughs> like mm-hmm. the first movie the whole it's like a big video game and then she's like the last boss fight yeah. you know copperhead yeah. is her name copperhead i forget I, I, what was her name i don't even remember might be copperhead, <laughs> but yeah dope news about shazam i can't i shazam i enjoyed the first one it's very much an origin one but i can't wait to see the next one yeah, yeah I, th- I think it was um from all the dc movies i think it was the one that really captured the comic books the best yeah mm-hmm. It was fun. People, you know, people think DC is like dark and everything, but that's just because of the movies. But absolutely, like Shazam, oh, this one's so light, like, so light. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's it's so enjoyable. I, I think yeah, it kind enjoyable. of came out. It, it came out at a, a shitty time, you know. Like it's it sucks. The it, it came out like I think in between Infinity War and Endgame, right? Yeah, probably like during that summer, like the summer like before, after Infinity War, maybe mm-hmm. right yeah, before Captain Marvel. I think so. Like there was just a lot going on, and it. And it's uh, and by that point, people I guess were Infinity War was a palate cleanser because people were tired of the lighter Marvel movies, and then light this lighter tone Shazam comes out, and then I know, you know? I know, which very much feels like a feel good type of superhero movie. But it felt, it, but it felt like a '90s feel good movie. I really liked Shazam so much. Yeah, I think it's cool. It's very enjoyable. That's one of the type of things. Uh, imagine if it came out now, type of scenario. I think it would do. You know, it'll kill it now. People will be more focused and appreciative for what it oh, yeah. is. I do. Yeah. It's cool. So I'm excited for the second one for sure. Same. Especially yeah. now that you told me that 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 piece of news, Joe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. I mean, the the cast is really all the DC movies, man, are just like they keep making these cast announcements and it's just stacks on stacks, you know? <laughs> so Dude, I mean actors in general, man. They're like yeah. they're doing invincible, they're doing DC, they're they're showing up in Marvel movies. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. Aside from that, since we're on DC, uh, Black Adam started filming, like, I think maybe sometime last week. So, uh, and The Rock, and the Rock posted a, a picture of his big thighs. Yeah, so <laughs> hopefully we get a first look soon. That'd be dope. I, I really want to see his suit. Yeah, yeah dude, I mean, dude, that's what that's what uh, The Rock just keeps teasing, like, how big he is. And I'm sure that the suit is just literally going to be just spandex <laughs> on top of his oh, yeah. or something that roided up bastard <laughs> <laughs> i just hope so it's a big. doper i just hope it's a doper version of um of shazam because yeah it's it's supposed to be yeah. the same thing just black you know yeah, <laughs> yeah and like probably like ain't more ain't ancient looking i guess maybe right but, maybe yeah some kind, yeah yeah oh, some i'm really excited to see um eldris hodge as like hawkman in, uh, Hawk, Hawkman, Hawk yeah, yeah. He's be a I'm so excited Man. to see that, that costume because I've always liked uh, Hawk Girl and Hawkman's costume and just look is cool. That pretty much just like you know, Hawkman is just shirtless with his armor, his mask, you know, the <laughs> just a warrior. Yeah. You know, it's War- straight awesome. warrior, man. That yeah, I can't fucking wait. It's gonna be very excited for Black Adam, and, very and if for you know, Black Adam. I hope that we do get Doctor Fate in the costume and uh, the helmet yeah, and everything, the white eyes, the gold helmet. Yeah, so yeah, we'll see. Shazam. We're we're all hyped about it. So Shazam, Black Adam. Yeah. I should be. Yeah. They should fucking cast me. Yeah, man. 
Ooh, tell, your agent. Agent. tell your agent to, <laughs> to pull some strings or some shit. Yeah, I'm going to give him a call. They're, 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 <laughs> my, my resume is somewhere in the DC. Start, start, just start, start cosplaying. Just send pictures to your agent. <laughs> yeah. Green Lantern. <laughs> iPhone selfies. <laughs> oh, yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah, another piece of news. This this is just actually this just happened today, Monday, April twelfth type. But um, ArcLight Cinemas won't be reopening; they're closed permanently. Sick, um, sick. which is crazy because oh, I oh. I know. Yeah, well, I don't know how many locations they have, but yeah, it's sounding like that they're not gonna reopen any of their locations. But um, it sucked because I was always looking forward to going to one. I I've never been to an ArcLight, but I always hear the experience is really cool. I know that it's it's a big deal to like maybe not as like a like a movie going experience to just like a regular person or whatever that is just cool with going to like Regal or AMC or something like that. But it's like it's like a big deal to like just filmmakers in general. I mean, the theater itself has cameoed in like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and a couple of other yeah. movies, you know. So yeah. you know it's 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 almost like one of the, it's it's like a staple to to the filmmakers, you know. So absolutely. I don't know. I mean, me personally, I think someone's, I don't think it's going to be closed forever. I think someone's going to make a move on it. I think someone's going to buy it out. Um, it's yeah. kind of like how, like how Tarantino, he owns that new Beverly cinema or that new Beverly theater in, in Hollywood somewhere. But I could see mm-hmm. him, I could see him buying, buying this up or even just there's like a group many, of filmmakers yeah. just buying it. Yeah. There's too know? many rich filmmakers that enjoy the experience, the cinema experience too yes, much. To and they want to preserve like the experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what do you guys think, John? I know you've been to one. <laughs> I have. I've been to both. I took Alley. So I've been to a few arc lights. How uh, much are the How much are the tickets to to this? Um, I want to say they're around twenty five, thirty bucks. What's so special about it? I know there's something special about it. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's you know the reclining seats type of thing. It's really but what nice. about the screen? The screen itself isn't there something special about the screen? Shit, I mean, I I, I wouldn't say. I mean, it's a nice big fucking screen. <laughs> is it like is it like IMAX? Pretty is every screen? Yeah, much like it, it very much feels like an IMAX type of theater. Um, that's a good thing to look up though, Joe. I don't know specifically about the screen. I just know the experience. They normally have a nice fucking bar. Allie and I went to ArcLight. Um, I took her to one. I want to say it was in Thousand Oaks. Um, but then we've also been to the Pasadena ArcLight. Um, I've been to the Hollywood ArcLight. Off sunset, uh, but yeah, man, Damn, a John, nice bar, a very nice tour. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I, and you know, I appreciate a movie going experience. So, um, ArcLight's cool. They have nice bars and a pretty fancy movie theater. When you walk in, you know, just the way it looks. So, they, so basically, they make it a point to be like a upscale yeah. version of AMC or Regal. Or right? Something. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd say that's what. It, as soon as you walk in, it very much feels a little upscale. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's cool, man. It's cool. It's expensive. But it's a, but it's it's not like say like um when you watch a movie at the Pantages or something. <laughs> oh right, <laughs> like that. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. not not that. So yeah, I I agree with you guys. I feel like someone who appreciates filmmaking will come in on ArcLight because of its history in the LA area. Yeah, and that in, that includes the big dome. You the know, big dome. <laughs> dome is uh not gonna reopen. <laughs> the dome is not reopened right there off Sunset. It's right there yeah. off Sunset in Hollywood, man. It's a very recognizable dome. So someone, that's... someone will buy it. Someone will buy it. Yeah, yeah. Someone will buy it. Someone will buy it. Or if not, it'll become like uh, the abandoned Hollywood. Like no one will buy it. Just become an uh, an abandoned Hollywood landmark. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that'd be that'd be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But yeah. 
But yeah, no, that's that's all I got for entertainment updates. If uh yeah, ready to move on to diversity report, John. Diversity report, that is what we do. I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep it brief with two things, uh two big things I feel. Uh so we spoke a little bit earlier about United Airlines. They opened flight school later this year and hiring push to increase diversity. Um so they're accepting applications for its flight academy, and they want to hire 10,000 pilots by 2030. Okay, so a lot of retiring, a lot of aviators retire uh, retire around the age of 65. But yeah, man, this is just something United is yeah. doing. They um, wanna, so so they're opening a, a flight school. Um, yeah. And uh, their goal is to have 10,000 pilots trained and have 5,000 of them at minimum be women, people of color, Yes. So just over 7% of United's more than 12,000 pilots are women and 13% are people of color. So the first class of 20 pilots will begin the third quarter with the graduation date in the first half of 2022. I think it's cool. It's, It's very interesting to hear just some of the the commentary on this and how people feel that you should only hire based on skill and competence. I think that's absolutely true. I just feel like people of color and women don't get the opportunity often to display their skills. I I think, uh, I think it also, a lot of it is the important thing is the context. Like, yeah, you know, when it comes to other jobs, maybe, you know, that, that is more applicable, but in a Mm -hmm. job where it's historically confirmed to be mostly white males, yeah. Uh, then, it, then I think it's kind of okay to help the the minorities in this case because flight school is expensive and it's it's right. not accessible. It's not accessible to a lot of people. Right. And it's not even a, a thought in the heads of it's a lot not, of people of color, you know? Absolutely. Not many like, people of color think mm-hmm. about being a pilot. I mean, if you have military experience, great. I mean, you, that's a different kind of experience. But one of my yeah. homies... And, and also, like just pilot. like the just the requirements to being a pilot is really specific as it is. Sure. So that... So that just gives even less people a, a chance to do it. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. Your, your eyesight has to be a certain something. You have to have, have a, you have to, you have to be a certain type of person, you know? Yeah, man. <laughs> Might be height and, uh, requirements, all of that. And, you know, like you said, flight school was not easily attainable for some people. So if you have resources, I think there's a reason why historically it's mostly white men who have been pilots. So I think it's great that United is doing this. Yeah. yeah. Set, set some metrics like they are 5,000, whatever the goal is and fucking run with it. So that's that. Uh, other part of the diversity report is we're moving, we're closing in on, the trial of Derek Chauvin that's supposed to be wrapping up soon. A lot of interesting people have taken the the stand. I mean, you, you have, you know, former police officers, um, experts in police use of force, you, you know, people and a, a lot of them are consistently saying that uh, his actions, Derek Chauvin, former police officer placing his knee on George Floyd's neck and restraining him, quote, unreasonable, excessive and contrary to generally accepted police practices. So that's that's kind mm. of the common thing that we're hearing over and over. Uh, yeah. The defense. The, the only thing that would worry me would be like the degree of murder. I hope we mm-hmm. didn't. I hope they didn't charge him too high to the point where like you know you can get off if it's not if the charges like you know if they charge him for like second degree murder and it's like actually third degree murder. I think he'll get off or something. So mm. you know I, I hope that he's appropriately charged so he doesn't get away with it so, <laughs> you know? so he does the time <laughs> yeah exactly exactly as he exactly. should man as he should i think it's yeah I, he just he should do the time i think this is very much a statement 
for the entire country, for the entire world. And I think Minneapolis is having some kind of curfews in effect here as the trial comes to a close. But yeah, certainly a historic moment in this entire movement. And I'm definitely tapping in with that. So we'll we'll see what happens with that. But that is the diversity report. Some pretty, pretty good stuff there. And moving on into our very highly anticipated section of the podcast. This is the movie review section. This is what we do in the cast of color. This week, we're doing Nomadland. Chloe Zhao, the director. Gerardo, what's the deal, my guy? So uh, Nomadland is uh, one of uh, Chloe Zhao's only movies that like she's ever directed. She doesn't have a lot of experience. And about uh, that? I think I think it's pretty, pretty impressive. So the history of these, this movie is pretty interesting. Um, Frances McDermott, the, the main actress, she was like in Fargo, I believe, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the main actress, she got the rights to the... This is based off of a autobiography, this movie. Mm-hmm. The, the, act, the main actress of the movie bought the rights to the autobiography to make movie, a movie about it sometime around 2011, I think. Mm-hmm. And then um, she hired Chloe Zhao, I think, around 2017. She hired her very recently after she saw one of her movies at an independent film festival. Yeah. So I think so I think that that's pretty cool how Chloe Zhao got the the gig, you know, for for directing this. Straight it was up. Like, uh, she got it based off of her creativity because she had an indie movie come out in a, in a festival. And that's then the importance the, of those indies, man. Yeah. yeah the main actress side and she she liked her vision enough to where she she told her she wanted her to, to direct a story be in charge cool. of it so so it's pretty cool now nomadland it follows our main character who is uh what's our main character's name fern fern there we go yes we follow our main character fern uh through about a year of her life the this this chunk of the movie kind of takes place throughout the year of her life she is uh one of the you kind of see in this movie, you kind of see what happened to the people after the 2008 financial recession. Oh, and yeah. uh, very, I think that's very interesting because I don't think we've seen enough of that yet. And we have not yet, not yet, because we think. lived through it. And and to me, at least, like I've never heard thought of the 2008 financial recession as such a big deal, but this movie kind of puts it into historical perspective. You know? Yeah, man, there yeah. are people that literally lost everything, like you yeah. know, in, including uh, Fern here. But uh, what was the she name of the whole place? City. Yeah, Empire. The, yeah, was they, it Empire? Okay, Empire, yeah. So uh, what, what was the zip code? They, they made it a point to say that they discontinued a zip code, which is like something yeah. that I'd never even yeah, heard I've of. I've never heard it, of that. It opens it's with like, that. Yeah. Like, like putting the word discontinued in front of a city. It's like, what, dude? That's That sounds it's like, crazy. Uh, it's like, yeah. I, know. I would compare it to... Uh, Disney Pixar's cars, <laughs> <You know? laughs> Radiator, Radiator Springs. It's uh, it's dying. It's off the map. There's nothing to sustain it. There's no one there to stimulate the economy. That's what happened to Empire. <laughs> yeah, you know it's yeah. fucked up. That that city really just uh, ceased to exist. You know. Yeah, it was reliant on something, and once that something was gone, the city shuts down. And yeah, yeah. So and just so first, just for some context. Empire is located in the north northeastern part of Nevada. Nevada, very pure, very pure northeastern desert. tip. Yeah, yeah. So interesting. Yeah, okay. it's a pure desert. Yeah. So, um, so it's like a you know Fern's husband. He died prior to the story, and since then Fern has just been living as a nomad. A modern and, day uh, nomad. Yeah, and it's it's 
I think this film does a really good job at showing how the no modern day nomads live. Like she's making modifications to her van and yes. this movie, dude, it, at, at one point it felt like I was like, is this a documentary? Or is this a, movie? a documentary? Is it scripted? Absolutely. Like <laughs> Absolutely. Like and I think a big part of that, Gerardo, I did some digging too. some of these characters. They're not actors. They're just actual nomads. They're actual. Yeah. Nomads. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I wanted to talk about them one, one by one. Yeah, we so will. We have, um, so we have, uh, her her uh, her best friend. So there's three characters that are nomads. One of them is her best friend. One of them is a Santa Claus looking guy. One of them is this old lady with cancer. Yeah, Swanky, Bob, and Linda May. Yeah, so Linda May is her best friend. Uh, she was a very good. Act- All of them are so natural on natural, camera. They're, they're very so natural, good. very believable. That's why it felt like a documentary. Mm-hmm. But but it was all scripted, and that's what's crazy. Like the the conversation because they're playing fictionalized versions of themselves and yes. the way conversations are held are just great i want to talk about swanky real quick she yes. she has a monologue in this movie and in real life she doesn't have cancer and she's she not, does not have cancer. she knows someone mm-hmm. who's had cancer but she does yeah. not have it so she she just literally acted in this and mm-hmm. and oh my god she had she her her acting was so naturalistic it's some of the best acting i've seen ever <laughs> like yeah and i wanted to get into that because once i looked up that swanky because the article i read was about swanky it was about her and how she never imagined that someone you know just never imagined working with someone like chloe zhao and how it took chloe effort and she enjoys working with non-actors and just mm-hmm. talking to them and getting them comfortable enough to the point where it doesn't feel like there's any kind of pressure. And I think that shows in their performance. It was just so mm-hmm. natural. I love Swanky. She was funny and she was believable. Yeah. yeah and it's, it's also interesting to me that Chloe's out like and, and the whole crew, they lived as a nomads <laughs> during the during the movie. Like they, they lived in vans and traveled. Makes yeah. you want to do it too, you know, stuff. <laughs> Oh, I don't know about that. Dude, <laughs> it's so cold. <laughs> this, this is they say that this this type of lifestyle is not for the faint of heart. It's not easy living the way they do. Yeah, they it's not, not at all. And the, and the movie, uh, you know, makes a point to yeah to show that. But that's just how they are. Mm-hmm. Um, at a certain uh, oh, and another thing, one quick quick aside about Chloe Zhao that I found really impressive was that while she was filming this, she was also working on the Eternals. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah she was. Stuff. She, she Each of you said, the both of you guys said that you're more excited to see Eternals after seeing this. And I, I would have to agree with that. Yeah, No, no Man Land was dope. It was, she it has, was, she very, has vision. <laughs> yeah, dude, some of the scenes, just the way it was filmed, it's like, not. I'm not trying to diss, but it looks so natural. It was like almost like a really, like an iPhone shot sometimes. I don't know, just... It's no, just, no, no, yeah, yeah. Everything you know everything what I'm saying? felt like you were there. <laughs> that That's what I'm trying to describe, Gerardo. Yeah, it kind of felt like you were there and the cinematography is just something so different so now i see why you guys said that because it's going to be very interesting to see how that kind of filmmaking is going to translate into a big ass type of big budget movie superhero movie with lasers and (laughs) (laughs) yeah so so we'll see it just it just feels like it's going to be different you know and with chloe's out with this movie for one she directed she wrote produced and edited it and that's that's the same thing she's doing with eternal she has complete creative control over the entire thing which Dude, is, yeah, which when is I saw nice. she edited it, I, I saw she edited it in the credits, and I <laughs> try to say that fast, edited it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> edited it. Edited it. Edited. When I saw she edited it um, in the credits, I was like, "Holy shit! Like that's that's it's impressive. That's great." She was over here at her computer, just doing the editing. She, she knew what she, 
while she was filming, she knew how she was going to edit it. She knew yes. what she wanted. She knew she knew what to put in the movie. Yes. It was uh, uh, and supposedly it was, that's what she's doing right now. She's supposedly in a little Airbnb, like right somewhere in Burbank, editing Eternals just by her lonesome. Wow, you know? guys, <laughs> you, you up for a road trip? I mean, <laughs> Burbank, here we come. <laughs> Where are you at? Let me let me see more of the movie. Let's give us some insight. <laughs> probably she probably edits it and then sends it to like the VFX department, huh? That's pretty crazy. Probably, yeah. Probably edit it without all the VFX. That's cool. Well, I hope there's as much like natural light and like pretty much the same thing that this movie does for the cinematography yeah. and stuff. It's all very it's natural shots. There's yeah. no green screen or anything. Yeah, like you that. feel. Yeah, but it's like you were saying. You feel of, uh, you feel like you're there, and I hope Eternals does that at least like a little bit, like, a and good portion of it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure, dude. So, um, I wanted to talk about uh, Fern's love interest in this movie. That guy was great. Was it Dave? It was- Dave, yeah, and that was <laughs> it was good. You know, uh, it, he was good because it really got to show us how Fern is like. She just can't live life as a quote unquote a normal person anymore. You know, she can't sleep mm-hmm. in a bed anymore. She just can't. Yeah, um, because Dave just, eventually he he eventually his son comes and he eventually lives with his son. He becomes a domesticated grandfather and he never mm-hmm. thought he would, but he enjoys it. And yeah, he yeah, drops, I, he drops know, Fern's fucking box and she loses it on him. <laughs> oh, dude. That was I really tough, thought dude. him, I thought him and Fern, we were really gonna, you know, like, yeah, end up together at one live point. happily ever so, after type shit. Yeah. And it's like, the movie doesn't, doesn't give you that. And it keeps going after it doesn't give you that. And that's, that's what's so crazy about it. Like, um, yeah, we get a monologue from, uh, the Santa Claus looking guy. What's his name? Bob. Bob. Favorite favorite quote from the movie. See you down the road. And that guy. Yeah. Yeah. And that guy is a, he's, he's a real life, like everything that we see in the movie, he's, he's a social media personality kind of has a YouTube channel. Yes. He teaches you how to live as a nomad. Yes. You know, and it's, it's kind of crazy that, uh, he's playing, he's playing, he actually did everything what the movie says. He really does that in real life. Now he is playing a fictionalized version of himself. His son didn't really die of cancer and that's what, or, uh, suicide, right. Or so yeah, his son did not die of suicide and that's what sent him on the road. It was like a, divorce or something and a slew of different things that but sounds a little that, more that, realistic <laughs> yeah, but, but, but that's that's what uh <laughs> but that's what i thought was uh when i looked it up i was like there's no way that these people didn't really live this because they're they are acting their souls out yeah mm-hmm. yeah like he this is a fictionalized version and he just he's just that good of an actor like it's all naturalistic you know it feels like they're it feels like a documentary it's it's great um yeah and i think when you have people in their element gerardo i think it gets easier to get that out of them you know what i mean and just to get them to and, and it takes a lot of credit again to the director and the and the team to working with these non-actors to get that kind of performance out of them. who would have thought that they were actual nomads who would have thought they'd be in an oscar contending movie that is just sweeping these awards. It's it's amazing. I think it's really yeah, cool. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think uh, I think it's a really cool um, view at a marginalized community that we never hear anything about. You know. Yeah. And you know what? You know what's interesting that they like to toss in here is that um, it's no beds. Like they don't they don't have they they just have their van. You know that's how they live. But yeah. one of the things that they they don't like blatantly throw it in your face. But all of these nomads, one of their jobs that they work is that they work at Amazon. And hmm. it's almost like, oh, yeah. like, how could you like these people work for Amazon, like one of the most powerful companies in the world. And they're still like not, you know, this is like a conversation that's being had a lot today is that like they're not getting paid like a livable wage. Mm-hmm. It's almost like these people work for such a strong company and they can't really 
like they don't really have like a place to live but to that point they don't want one <laughs> yeah they don't they don't they don't want a place to live and that's yeah. that's like one of the conversations that they had early on in the movie is like she runs into an old friend and um the the mom and the daughter and the daughter says like oh i hear you're homeless and then she was like oh no i'm not homeless i just I don't have a I house. Don't, I don't. I don't have a house, but that doesn't make me homeless. You know, very big difference. My home yeah. is on wheels. Yeah. So it's interesting yeah. to think about those two things because you know, like obviously, like Amazon, pay your employees more and treat them better. But <laughs> you know, yeah. but yeah, I thought the Amazon part was really well directed. I thought it was crazy how it just uh, felt so real and depressing when when they get to Amazon and then you see the big shot of all the boxes and then you see the safety training lady that was like yeah oh, like a documentary like a like, yeah, you know, man. And it's Feels like, like you're a, in amazon feels like that's how it would be and but the, you know, it's yeah. crazy that this is the cycle of her life every year she does the seasonal job at amazon seasonal. for the holidays yep. she makes mm-hmm. a lot of money because amazon you know they always give overtime during the seasonal jobs mm-hmm. um and she wants to keep moving you know they got their little routes that they keep moving to so they're they're almost like animals migrating uh it's it's like birds migrating south or north Mm -hmm. or whatever it's yeah it's um like you know it's all seasonal like she migrates to different air and and the movie doesn't initially show that but then you know at towards the end of the movie when she starts working at amazon again it shows the same exact shots to mm-hmm. establish everything and it's like man this is just right she it's, she thinks that she's um she thinks that she's free and moving and everything but she's she's like everyone else almost like still stuck you know and it's oh stuck in the same like, cycle but it's just uh yeah. it's it's more drawn out i guess yeah, yeah. Here. it's like yeah i have to be here in this time but in a couple of months i have to go do this job at the campsite at the end then, of the day you have to be yeah. making money you have to be bringing yeah. in money some way mm-hmm. and that's their way of doing it so you would think that sometimes like fuck it, you know, they're not going to work, but they very much show it. They're working in burger joints. They're working. Yeah. She works sometimes in like like a campground. Yeah. Campground. I thought like she was in construction at some, some point. Maybe I'm trying. Oh, yeah. I think she was like shoveling rocks or something. Yeah. 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 She, just, she does it all. You know, I, I thought now what I thought it was really interesting about this movie is how it showed how um, the nomad live, the nomads live. And they showed it through the main actress too, who isn't even a real life nomad, right? Which, which is pretty crazy. Like you know, she's over here. Um, she has her daily routine. Like you know, they, they, they trick out their vans, you know, to hold the most stuff possible and everything. Mm-hmm. She yeah. has a uh, her her all her stuff in the back, all her collection of items, even some of the stuff that you know you would usually, you know, like like use the way they use the bathroom and everything. Like the, the Chloe's out just treats it like it's all it's all a part of life. Yes, yes. They show <laughs> all... they show the main actress going to the bathroom, you know, going number two in the van and it just <laughs> and then swinging. your stomach gets like just living yeah. like that and exactly the diet, the way you live on the road, um, it's gonna affect the, your digestive system, all that shit, man. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, so yeah, so uh do you guys have any closing thoughts on Nomadland. Yeah, so um, I wanted to I wanted to touch on how you know for one we already talked about cinematography how beautiful it is but of course I think you guys know what I'm going to bring up music absolutely beautiful yeah um, especially piano. yeah the piano um, so especially like pairing a really pretty piano with just a really pretty shot it, it just worked perfectly and uh, I do want to say that this is actually it's not an original score because you know with original scores for movies it's music that's composed specifically for the movie mm-hmm. but this oh, is so where, all where did she get it from so this is all by a pianist named i'm gonna say this wrong but his name is ludovico ianaudi 
but pretty much all these songs previously existed and I'm sure she just slanged him some dough and be like, hey, can I use your music? <laughs> that, means, that, that means Chloe Zhao went super indie filmmaker on this. Yeah. Super indie. This didn't is, didn't yeah, even this have her movie. own person yeah. score it. She just took the music and... Yeah, she just hit up some dude and be like, hey, can I use your music? <laughs> Straight up. That's, that's, that's so cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's, this creative really process... Like, I, I appreciate the creative process that went into making this... She, she really it's life. like a, it's like a libra of love you know it's really like um yeah man she, she did everything from film it to write it like you said edit it and then knowing that the she t- she took music that she just liked <laughs> you know she's like mm-hmm. i dig this i'm gonna just Straight up it's cool it, yeah 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 it's great it's great that's awesome so i do th- i do um, think i do think it's a it's a little slow if i had to say anything it's just it's a slow-paced movie and yeah. you really it's have really to short, be though at least yeah exactly it's short you know it's short but it's very slow I think it clocks in like under two hours mm-hmm. yeah no no i saw it in the movie theater so like it's easier to focus on these types of movies in the movie theater at least for me as a thousand percent it's much it's much that's easier why, to get distracted this type of movie that's why i tried that's why i tried to start watching minari but then i was like i'm, I'm not gonna like this that much if i as much as i I'll, if i as i well if i watch it at the movie theater like cause mm-hmm. it's just another one of those movies where i feel like you have in the movie theater like you have to have your attention on the screen you're not going to be on your phone you're not going to yes. be getting up every five seconds to get snacks you know yeah which is how i felt watching this in my bedroom i was just hooked i could not stop watching this movie it was i didn't really didn't know what to expect next and uh, i wasn't disappointed at the end yeah it was i, I enjoyed no so out of five rusty vans what do we give nomadland i give it a five out of five vans easy oh my Ooh. Yeah, it's nice. a pretty movie. I really oh, loved man. it. Beautiful. Yeah. Nice. Five vans. I'm going with the I'm going with four vans. I nice. really enjoyed Nomadland. I can't wait to see what Chloe Zhao has yeah. in the future. I really appreciate the story that was told, especially about the 08 recession that hit my family hard. I remember in high school being homeless. I wasn't a nomad, but I was here in Upland homeless. And that I'm glad that there's a story being told about that time in history. So four out of five vans for me. Yeah, I give it four out of five ants because I think it's just solid down the line. Almost, almost a perfect movie. Pretty much, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great to watch. It is, and definitely love this movie. Definitely be on the lookout because it's it's nominated for a number of Oscars. Yeah. So I will say oh, and, it's probably oh, not not for not for everyone for sure. But yeah, no, definitely everyone. definitely not for everybody. Gotta My say. wife was out of it about twenty five minutes in. She was <laughs> like, "Okay, this is boring." <laughs> she was like, "This is boring." Yeah, you gotta. <laughs> It's uh, it's 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 artsy. It's, it's very yeah. artsy. I just God, I appreciated it. Just gives me. I it's just enjoy so much. Yeah, so much work and so much work. It's such a time lapse. It. Just it was. There are so many shots of this movie. They did so much filming in look at different locations. You gotta mm-hmm. appreciate it. Yeah, the American yeah, you West. Have to settle man. into it for beautiful. Sure. Beautiful. <laughs> the American West. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, no, I I could see this movie in Minari. Uh, kind of butting heads at the oscars but we'll see yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll see after our uh, sound of metal review <laughs> yeah for real when are the oscars by the way the 25th of this 25th month 25th of april wow. so in a couple yeah. weeks yeah here. so maybe uh is there anything coming out this next week or do you guys want to review uh sound of metal this coming week i don't think so i'd it's be coming, down yeah. i'd be down there you have it folks it. possible sound of metal review yeah next week hell yeah our wow. road to the oscars <laughs> road to the oscars baby road to the oscars. we already we already did judas so <laughs> we did yeah we have a solid we almost have all of them 
Come on now. We out here. Well, that's I think that's it. That's it for the movie review that's section. Yeah. Yeah. Solid. And that just about wraps our episode. So listeners, thank you for showing love. Thank you for following, listening, subscribing, all that. Follow us on social media at the cast of color. Gentlemen, you got any closing thoughts? Get vaccinated if you can. <laughs> Come on now. Y'all know what it is. Alrighty. Get them vaccines. Let's get back to living. Trying to go to concerts, Comic Con, all that shit. And one day it'll it'll be back. So uh right. yeah, we're gonna be dropping our mini sode later this week. Tap in for that. The mini sode's gonna be on the Falcon and the Witcher Soldier That's and Invincible. One. It's dope. A lot of fun. A lot of a lot fun. Of good yeah. stuff happening on TV and movies like we're it's good we we made it we made it past the slump remember we were in a slump for a bit yeah movies we were <laughs> feels good yeah and that's, good that, those are the times when we did little things i was like this is tough guys we need we need something good we need and something finally good. we'll get into there <laughs> mortal Kombat soon that's gonna be dope so i'm excited for later on this year getting married soon planning the planning the wedding we're all gonna be lit for that that's gonna be oh, yeah. we are gonna be oh, yeah. lit for that shit. All right, so um, yeah, we're wrapping this up. Signing off, Peace. the cast of color. Peace. Peace. Peace.